Hello and welcome to this Life Changes podcast. You are now listening to one of our Sunday messages. If you'd like to know more about Life Changes, you can visit us on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram. Now lean in and enjoy. Right, good morning church. Good morning church. So this morning I am going to be preaching on the name Wonderful Counselor. When I realized that uh, this is the name I'm going to be preaching on, it was I got so excited because every day we're going to go through hardships and troubles. That's what the Bible promises. But we can always rely on the wonderful counselor for his guidance for us. So firstly, I just want to speak about his name and then speak about how and why we should rely on his counsel for us. So the Hebrew word for wonderful in wonderful counselor is a word pele. And in context, it means it's like a phenomenon that lies beyond the realm of human explanation. And in uh, Psalms 139, it uses that same word, and it speaks about um, God's knowledge for us, that it's actually too, it's too great for us to comprehend and un- understand, and actually we can't attain it. And the definition of counselor is a person who gives guidance for personal and psychological problems. So when we acknowledge this is who Jesus is, this is who our God is, he was 100% man, 100% God, the creator of everything, we ought to obey his counsel. It will be good for us. I love in Isaiah, it speaks about how the ways of the Lord are not our ways, actually. And it says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts your thoughts. So I just want to speak about um, three quick points on how we can be led by the wonderful counselor. So first point is through the Spirit of God. As Christ believers, it is so important to be led by the Spirit of God. Otherwise, we'll be led by the desires of our flesh, actually. Um, In Galatians, Paul speaks about the manifestations of the desires of the flesh. But prior to that, he gives us an answer on how not to fall into that. And he says, walk by the Spirit, and you will not fulfill the desires of the flesh. I just want us to note that he doesn't say, you will not have the desires of the flesh. And it carries on, and he says, for the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the spirit, what is contrary to the flesh. Now, I just want to use a quick metaphor. You know, when you have trauma to your skin or something, you will get a scab and it will become itchy, right? And the desires of the flesh. Just bear with me. Okay, so um, as humans, when we get that scab, it's going to be itchy, and we're going to want to please that itch by scratching it, and we'll think it will get better, but it'll actually get worse. Same with the desires of our flesh. When we want to please and satisfy it, we'll think it will go away, but it'll actually get worse. And it will get more of our attention, actually. So now, when we are led by the Spirit of God, um, the Word says that it's of self-discipline, then we will have the power not to, for metaphor's sake, scratch the itch, but with regards to the flesh, we will have the power through the Spirit not to fulfill the desires of the flesh. Um, So if you're struggling with, like, pornography, which I did, or drunkenness, or addictions, these things are real and they're bad, But if you want to leave those things behind, we need to seek being led by the Spirit of God, which will give us power to not fulfill those desires of the flesh, although they might still be there. Secondly, through the Word of God, the Bible, guys. It's a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. If you need a word of guidance or correction or or something to bring order to your life, we have to read it. Allowing the Word of God um, will bring wonderful counsel and wisdom to our lives. Um, I love in 2 Timothy, it speaks, or it says rather, um, it says, all scripture is God-breathed 
and it is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. Why? So that the servants of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. So by reading the words of God, we will keep being led by His Spirit and His counsel and not our own ways, which is what we need. Even if it's not what we want, we need that. Thirdly, it's through prayer time. Just look at the time. It's um, through uh, prayer time with God. And um, I just want to tell a quick story. Uh, this year, I was spending time in the Word and praying with God. Uh, well, I did previous years, but <laughs> just this year. And, uh, um, and I really felt like He wanted me to start a Christian society at, at my university space. And um, I, try, I felt the same calling two years ago, but it didn't work out. Um, I tried many things and um, like asked many people for venues and all that, but it didn't work out. But you know, um, God works in his own time. And uh, so I tried again this year, and I spoke to a class representative. She said, go um, book an appointment with the guy who's in charge of the dental faculty. Uh, so I felt the Spirit of God say, go now, like go today. So I went, and the secretary said that I should go see if he's available because she thinks um, he's free. So I knocked on the door, unprepared, just walking by faith. I, I didn't really know what to say. And he, I sat down. And I just said, hey, I want to start a Christian society. And I just felt, um, I felt the favor of God come as he asked me, okay, what do you need? What do you want? And he gave me options for venues and all that stuff. Thereafter, I got up and he asked me to follow him back to the secretary and said, um, this is a student, Oliver. He wants to start this Christian society. If you can help him, uh, I wanted you to assist him with everything he needs and all that stuff. Thereafter, he said, and I want to attend the first one that they have. So that was really cool, and um, that's, that's really cool, but I just want to say, when we, when we do these three things, like we seek being led through the Spirit, through the Word, and, and through prayer time with God, spending time with God, we'll be led by His wonderful counsel, and the manner in which we are led probably won't be the way we think it's going to be, and the outcome, and the time of it, but... The, the way we'll be led is through God's ways, and that's what we need for our life. Cool. Amen. You had a whole minute to spare. Don't worry, Candace needs the extra minute, so we're good. Ollie, that was an incredible message of truth. Simple truth. I want to encourage you this morning to seek Him. So often we, are, we crave the counsel of God, but not willing to seek Him first. I want to encourage you this morning, seek Him first, and He will be your wonderful counselor. Amen. My man. So, before our next speaker comes up, I'd just like to introduce her. You, may, you might not know her. I'd be very surprised if you don't know her. She is a friend. She's a lady of incredible faith and courage. When she walks, when she talks, when she engages, she exudes grace. And she has brought something to our community that's very difficult to place, but incredibly powerful. And what more do I need to say about the lady that keeps Mark Van Pletsen in check? <laughs> Candace Van Pletsen, you're up. 
Okay, I've got my timer here, so I'm going <coughs> to... Okay, I'm going to put it on now. <laughs> All right, if I had to ask you um, what peace looks like for you today, in the season you're in, what would peace look like for you? And I think peace would look different to each and every one of us. I think, for example, for some moms with little kids, it would be a quiet moment where they're not asking you, mom, 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 every two minutes. I think um, for moms with boys, all boys, it would be a little less testosterone in the house, right? Um, But, you know, maybe peace would be for a restaurant owner who's struggling financially. It would be a very busy, bustling restaurant. For someone who's battling anxiety and fear, peace would be a, a... still and quiet mind and heart. For someone who is, um, has a hectic schedule and a full calendar, it would be a little more space and time in your calendar. Peace will look different for every one of us. If I had to give my preach a, a title, I would call it Finding Peace in the Valley. I've had a bit of a health challenge over the last three years, and I've battled chronic back pain. And it's been a hectic journey of many, many ups and downs of pain and emotions that go along with it, and um, struggling at times with discouragement and disappointment. Um, Although generally speaking, the last six to eight months, I've been so much better, and I really do praise God for that. But I've had conflicting diagnosis along this journey with various specialists, and even to this day, we still don't really know exactly what the cause of the pain is. But I want you to know that I have found peace along this journey. I really have. And with, um, sorry, and in the valley of having no clear answers, in the valley of not understanding why he hasn't healed me and taken my pain away, in the valley of not being able to do certain things that, that most people do, like climb Table Mountain with my boys. Um, maybe not everybody wants to do that. But um, like dance, dancing has always been an incredible um, passion and of mine and uh, very much a part of my life. And I haven't been able to dance. And, you know, I just want to tell you that God doesn't always deliver you from your problem, but he wants to meet you in it. Okay? He's met me in that valley. And I've truly experienced God's peace when I've needed it most in the valleys of despair and disappointment. Psalm 23 verse 4 says, even though I walk through the valley, through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Whatever you're facing today, whatever's stealing your peace, the Prince of Peace wants to meet you there, right there, okay, and walk you through it. Philippians 4, 6 to 7 has always been one of those verses that's been very dear to me that I've returned to so many times. Oh, I'm shaking. I'm so nervous. Okay, there we go. Um, And it goes like this. Do not be anxious about anything. Okay, that's a different, it's supposed to be NIV. doesn't matter. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts, will guard your minds in Christ Jesus. And there's two points here that stand out for me. In every situation and in Christ Jesus. You see, the peace of God for us is in Christ Jesus and meets us in every single situation. It doesn't say I'll experience God's peace once he's delivered me from my situation. One day when, one day when my horrible boss resigns, one day when uh, my debt is paid off, I'll experience peace. No, but in the deepest, darkest valley of your problem right now, I can tell you, that you can experience the peace of God because peace is a person and his name is Jesus, the Prince of Peace. I love um, 
Philippians also says that his peace will guard your hearts and guard your minds in Christ Jesus. And I love this because it's almost like a picture of someone standing guard, not letting anything in, not letting any fear, anxiety, or whatever problem you're facing in, into your um, emotions, your heart, your thoughts, your mind. And growing up, I often battled, I'm just checking time, okay. Growing up, I often battled with um, anxiety and fear. And negative thoughts would often consume my mind whenever I faced any sort of trouble of any kind. I didn't always experience that peace of mind. I'd often feel completely overwhelmed when I was faced with a little bit of stress in my life. And eventually, this anxiety led to very real panic attacks, sweaty palms, a beating heart, can't breathe, very real physical symptoms of a heart and mind that had no peace. And, um, but I'd keep going back, oh, sorry, since giving my life to Jesus, it's been a long journey and a long walk, but he's freed me from a lot of this stuff. And, um, but with my chronic pain journey, you can imagine the anxiety and fear would creep in every now and again when the pain would be all-consuming, when God seemed so silent with all my unanswered questions. But I keep going back to Philippians 4. In every situation, God will guard your, he will guard your hearts and your minds. And within the valley of not making sense... In the midst of disappointment and pain, I've truly experienced his peace, and it stands God over me, because his peace is supernatural, and it transcends my limited human understanding. Isaiah 9, 6 promises us um, a prince of peace, not a prince of comfort, a prince of preference, a prince of convenience. Peace doesn't always come from a problem solved, not always. Peace doesn't always come from a better boss or a holiday or a good diagnosis. If peace comes from people, then people can take your peace away. If peace comes from a situation, situations change and your peace goes. I want to tell you, I want a peace that the world cannot give and the world cannot take away. John 14 verse 27. Is it there? doesn't matter. Um, Jesus says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. I want the peace of Jesus. A peace from heaven on earth, not from earth. Lastly, I just want to quickly say, I've got 30 seconds. Okay. We're promised not only peace, but the Prince of Peace. And I love this because the Prince speaks of his authority and his um, government over all things and situations. And um, yeah, what this means is that actually... We need to make sure that we are under his lordship and under his rulership and under his government. We, we often sing and say that he is lord and savior, but sometimes we live as him only being savior and not lord. And if you want him, if you want peace in your life, bring your whole life under his rulership and his, and his lordship. Every, every part of your life, your relationships, your family, your, okay, there we go, stop. Um, can I just quickly finish? Okay. Um, yeah, so you want peace in your life peace and order. Bring everything of your life under his rulership and his authority. For unto us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. He will be called Prince of Peace. I want to ask you this morning, and are you in Christ Jesus, and is he Lord over your life? Then I can say with full confidence that the Prince of Peace wants to meet you in your situation today. Whatever your valley is, he wants to meet you there and walk you through it. He'll never leave you. That's his promise. Peace is a person, and his name is Jesus, Prince of Peace. I'm going to use up 
Ollie's minute that he saved for us. This is what we're going to do. Because you give me courage. When I want to know what it's like to be like him, I look at you. So I'm going to ask you to do this this morning. You're going to stay seated. You're going to stand. And we're just going to pray. Because actually, even in these moments, we still have faith. And we still ask. We keep asking. We keep declaring healing. Can you stand with me this morning? We're going to declare healing wherever you are. You begin to pray. In that moment, you say, thank you, Lord, for healing. Lord, I thank you for this incredible lady. Thank you for who she is in our community, Lord God. Thank you that this is not it. It doesn't end here. Thank you, Lord God, that this back will be healed. Thank you, Lord, that we don't care that the doctors are confused. You know what's going on. We pray, your Holy Spirit, in this moment, will you begin to do what you do best? We, and this morning, Lord God, I cannot ask you to thank him for Candice's healing this morning. In faith, we say, thank you, Lord, that she is healed. In Jesus' incredible name, we pray, amen. amen. Sure. That was an incredible message, but we're not done. We have two more to go. I want to introduce you to someone this morning that, actually, I know some of you or a few of you don't know. For a couple of reasons. One, he's a quiet, relatively shy, unassuming guy. The second reason is that he has chosen to spend a lot of his time out there with your rowdy kids. Hmm. You notice I didn't say mine. I said yours. But this is a man that I've got to know over the last few years. A man of faith and a man who loves the word, who devotes himself to the word, who devotes himself to understanding the word. That is an incredible, incredible thing. Unfortunately, he is a Liverpool supporter. <clears throat> we will pray for him afterwards. <laughs> this morning, I want you to put your hands together and welcome Justin Mankies. Morning. <laughs> Those are going to be tough acts to follow. Um, no, kind of seriously good word. Um, so there's a couple of things I want to touch today. So I'm going to be giving you uh, some theology, um, some science, <laughs> and then some biology, and then um, some practical applications. You know, how, how has this all worked out in my life? So I'm going to be focusing on, on just two words from, from that scripture from Isaiah 9-6, and that's going to be, <laughs> my wife's taking photos, that's awesome. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Thanks, babe. Um, <laughs> it's going to be mighty God. Okay. So, I just want us to, firstly, just to join the dots. You know, how, how can Jesus Christ be called mighty God? And some people might not understand this. So, for the answer, we, we have to look at Scripture. Um, so, we go to Genesis, or also Genesis 1, and then um, John 1 verse 1, which reads, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Okay, so another name for Jesus Christ is the Word, okay, he's, he's, uh, that's what he's also known as. Um, and then in Romans 9 verse 5, we read, I'm not going to, I'm going to read this quickly. To them, belong, to them belong the patriarchs, and from their race, according to the flesh, is the Christ, who is God over all, blessed forever. Amen. And there are many scriptures in the Bible that point to Jesus Christ being God. Okay, there's not enough time to capture them, I want to do them all now, okay. So, this Jesus Christ who came to earth, born a man, crucified as our Savior, 
um, this mighty God. So there's one thing that comes to my mind straight away when I think about mighty God, and that's, that's creation. To me, I'm a bit of a, an aspiring um, astronomy, or an astronomy enthusiast. Uh, I think we don't have any astrophysicists in the house. No. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that's good. All right. <clears throat> so... That creation means everything that you can see and everything that you cannot see. God has created that all, right? And He created that all from nothing. And that's in Genesis, in Genesis 1 verse 1. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, all right? Um, so in space, we can't measure space in, in normal kilometers or miles. So we use what the scientists uh, refer to as a light year, okay? So a light year, simply this, is the distance that light travels in one year, okay? So <laughs> get ready. So light travels at approximately 299,792 kilometers a second. All right. Okay. <laughs> no, that's nothing. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so <laughs> in order to work out the distance, okay, it's a simple mathematical formula, speed equals distance times time, okay? Um, so distance is the, the, astronaut <laughs> the speed of light equals time times um, speed, okay? Time, time, time times speed, okay? So that works out to be roughly 9 trillion 600 billion, okay? So that's 9,600 with nine zeros behind it, okay? So that's how they measure space, okay? So now, keep in mind that space is growing at, the, at, at a rate of like three, I think three light years a second, um, and that also space is approximately 93 billion light years, okay? So multiply those two numbers and you get a massive, massive, massive number. And God has created all of this. And how did He create it? Spoken word, and He created it out of nothing, right? So there was nothing, contrary to some other beliefs. Um, so <laughs> in this massive expanse called space, there's, uh, there are 100 billion galaxies, right? In the observable universe, okay, that, that we can see, okay? The biggest one is what they call IC, IC 1101. They give numbers. Uh, I don't know why names, but in any case... <laughs> so this, li this galaxy, from its core, is approximately 2 million light years. Our galaxy is only 52,000, almost 53,000 light years. So that's how big. And, and the picture that I'm, I'm trying to paint here is just to give you an idea of how big God really is, how mighty He really is. I think we, we struggle to, we, we cannot understand those numbers, right? Um, and I think it was Ollie that said, you know, his thoughts are above, way above ours. We cannot conceive the way He thinks, right? So that's just, to me, is, is, is remarkable. Oh my word, I'm not going to get to what I'm going <laughs> to. <laughs> so, okay, if you look at yourself, right, what makes you you is your DNA, okay? So your DNA is unique. There are approximately 3.2 3 billion what are called genomes, right? Or your, your 300 million bases in your genome code, okay? So if you were to stretch those out, they would go to the sun and back 600 times, okay? <laughs> so yeah, that's 900 million kilometers, that's far. And if you were to read them, it would take you two and a half years. No, no, sorry, nine and a half years, nonstop, to read the whole of your genome code. The cool thing is, what makes you different is approximately like a, hundred, a million of those genome codes, right? Make you different from, your per, uh, from the person sitting next to you. But 99.9% .9 of you is exactly the same. All created by God. <laughs> okay. So... What to me is, is incredible is, how, how, could, how could a God like this ever want to enter into a relationship with me? How, how could He ever want to say to me, you are my son, I, how could He do that? The answer is simple. John 3.16, it says, uh, for God's love the world that He gave His one and only begotten Son, 
So that whoever believes in him will have eternal will have eternal will have eternal life, everlasting life, and shall not perish. And that to me is is, is phenomenal. Um and, and and the good thing is we get to spend the rest of eternity with this mighty God. Um and and we read in Luke twenty one verse thirty three, this is now this is now the end of everything. God sa- Jesus says, Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. Everything that he speaks is the truth, will come true, has already happened. All right. So spending an eternity with my Savior is 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 of utmost importance and 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 knowing that he loves me in such a huge huge way, this creator of the universe and, and everything in me is is it's too much to comprehend. You cannot conceive of, of something that's that big. So I don't believe in coincidence. So God is in control. Um, I, I've experienced there's different things in my life, there's different stages that I've gone through, and I'm still going through some of them. I'm still learning, I'm still working out my salvation. But there's there's a couple of things that I wanna I wanna just talk to you quickly about. So God is in control. If if you are doubting that at this point in time, you can stop your doubting right now. He is he is in control. I we our eldest daughter, um <laughs> You know, she's a teenager, so she's <laughs> going to do a, a, an ostrich now. Um, <laughs> she was sick for a, for a year. She had chronic diarrhea. Um, and no visits to the doctor, nothing, nothing healed her. So we were at a church, at our church in Vereniging. Um, some guys from Planet Shakers were there, and we had them pray over her. Uh, it was a matter of 48 hours later that she was healed. It was gone. Um, <clears throat> so I got a transfer to the Cape. Um, but we needed to sell our house. We needed to find a place to stay and do all those, everything. So within a month, a house was sold. We found a place to stay in the Cape. Um, and this, 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 this part is phenomenal to me. I've never, I don't have any, any degree. I have no real forms of qualification. But I have, I have never, ever sat without work ever since I started working. I've been retrenched once. It took me three or four days to find another job. But not only a job, but a job that I can provide for my family, a house, two cars, <laughs> food on the table every month, kids are both in school. And, and this, this to me is, is this evidence that this God is mighty, that he does love me, that he does love you. He died for me and for you. He sins, he, he, our sin became his sin. He's, he was separated from God the Father when he was on that cross. So I've been best with this an amazing family, um, a beautiful wife, two amazing daughters. I don't deserve any of that. Nothing that I can do will ever deserve or will, will ever entitle me to what, what he has given me. Nothing. It's only because he loves me. It, it's, I stand here today and, and, and give all honor and all praise to this almighty heavenly father who loves me with an undying love. was amazing my bud and I love the fact that you spoke to every single geek in this audience this morning (laughs) us geeks are often forgotten about but you nailed it thanks my bud before I introduce our last speaker this morning I'm gonna ask the band to come up Um, don't look at me like like we hadn't planned this we discussed this (laughs) 
making me doubt myself for a second. We're going to have one more incredible speaker this morning. This lady, when I hear her name, and I hear it a lot, I see her a lot. I happen to see her kids a lot because they happen to be in the same school as mine. This is a power lady. This is a lady that has not let life's circumstances get in the way of moving forward for him. Ever since she's been a part of this church, she's got stuck into everything. She has served everywhere. She's a single mom who has a big job, but is yet still serving here almost every single Sunday. I want to introduce you today to the power ladies of power ladies, Mona Lisa Masiwa. I am the queen. They say Jesus is king, he needs a queen. So, <laughs> Well, firstly, I would actually like to thank uh, the leaders of the church for entrusting me with this microphone. <laughs> and um, I hope I'll keep the seven minutes, Wellington. Fingers crossed. All right. So my word today that I chose to speak about, and I believe God put it on my heart to speak about, is the everlasting father. So growing up... My father was, what do we call it, non-resident father or not there, just not there. Um, he was a part of me being here, but he was not a part of my life. So as God would have it, he gave me a surrogate father. I had an amazing grandfather. Um, I grew up living in the townships in Zimbabwe. As most of you know I'm from Zimbabwe. I grew up living in the townships with my grandmother and my grandfather. So he was my father. And because he had a family of four, his youngest daughter was just two, two years younger than me. So I was like really just his child as well. Now, growing up, I was very, very thin and tall. I know a lot of you won't believe I was tall. <laughs> but I was very, very thin and tall and just a little bit taller than most of the girls around me. But my grandfather, being who he was, and I believe all this is because of God, he used to have pet names for me. And the one that stuck was when you used to call me Rangwan, and when I translate it means long one. <laughs> so he called me that, and now I realize that my grandfather was the first guy who gave me my identity. Because my father wasn't there to do that. And when we look at who father is in different languages, father is, in my language, Baba. In Afrikaans, it's Pa. Did I say it right? And in Kosa, Utaata. So whoever Pa is or father, dad, Baba is, what they're supposed to do according to the word anyway is that they are the provider. They are the protector. And the number one thing I'm going to talk about is they give us identity. So 
That's why I speak about my grandfather first. He gave me that identity. I, I start to think if he, he, if he hadn't made that being long thing a thing to laugh about and endearing, it could have knocked my, me for so many, so many ways. Because it's one thing you can't change. You cannot change your height. You can change your size, but you cannot change your height. So we all have different insecurities, each one of us, different insecurities. Some we take on upon ourselves. Some are given unto us because no one is giving us the identity. And some are actually given by the said people who are supposed to give us identity. So now, when I realize this and I'm asking, Father, who am I? What am I to you? And he's, he, call, he, he tells me, you're my daughter and I love you. So my message today is, my father loves me. My father loves me. And whatever else you might remember or hear today, I hope you leave with that security of knowing my father loves me. He said in the word, um, in Ephesians 2, verse 10, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. He loved us before we even came onto this earth. So now, whatever your insecurity is, and I'll speak about the other one I had. Um, as I said, I grew up very thin. All my life in Zimbabwe, I was very thin. Come to South Africa, and now I'm eating so well. <laughs> and I'm this. Um, so I would go to the gym, right? You'd go to the gym, and as you'd have it, I'm there, running, doing my best. Don't the gym buddies come and go next to the next treadmill next to you. I'm done. By 10 minutes, I'm finished. I'm sweating. I'm done. They come in and they're running and they're not sweating. They're not breaking a sweat. And I'm like, but God, I was here first. You know? So all these insecurities and you're looking and I'm like, I need to get rid of this. I need to get rid of that. All those things. It actually came to a point where it was rather um, making me sad. I had to sit down again with my father and say, listen, long one, I love you as you are. With everything you are and all your imperfections, I love you. So now it's not to take away that, yes, you should get fat and just leave it because God loves you. No. <laughs> we need to be healthy. We need to be healthy, so don't go out and say, I said so. <laughs> we need to be healthy. But to, to just sum it all up, it was so good to know that my father loved me. And I've got that point of call to say my grandfather. And sadly, my, my grandfather passed away many, many years ago. He died of cancer. But I'm so grateful to my father, God, for giving me my grandfather to give me that identity and to give me confidence that man just gave me confidence to just believe in myself, in who, in who I am, in what I don't have, in what I feel I should have but don't have. Because a lot of us will hit ourselves with, I'm too tall, I'm too short, I'm too dark, I'm too light. We are too much of something. Can we just be enough because God says we are enough? So, to close off, um, I've got the word from Joshua. It says, be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. 
And I'm like, okay, I'm going to close this off and say in Afrikaans, God is saying, Ek has lived live for you. I don't know if I said that right. Right. And he's saying, I love you. And in my language, God is saying, Jnokuda, as you are. So I actually asked for the band then to play the song that when I hear it, it brings me down to my knees and makes me cry because the father is just telling me how much he loves me and I'm giving it back because he's my alpha and omega. He is everything and in between. So, You're alpha. You are alpha and omega. We worship you alone. You are worthy to be praised. We give you all. We give you worthy of our praise this morning, Jesus. We worship you, King. We declare there is none like you this morning, Lord. There is none like you. I'm going to ask you to give one more thank you to these incredible preachers here this morning.